This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Terry and me, Manya, coming to you, just the two of us today. Um, No guest no guest speaker, no guest to interview. Mm-hmm. And we are going to do that thing where we answer some questions and learn about each other. Yep. So, so um, we've got some fun, sometimes fun. Yeah, we have fun and we have personal ones. All right. Well, let's see. So I'll pick first because you're you've got the questions. Let's answer question number five of the fun. Yes. Two, three, four, five. Oh, this is going to be good for you because I know that because I know it will be. Which book or movie impacted you most growing up? And the reason why I went oh because I know you're a voracious reader so. Yeah. I'm a Yes. So I'm going to say The Wizard of Oz. And mm. I'm going to say both as a book and a movie because I remember watching the movie as a young child mm-hmm. because I very specifically remember that I was very afraid where uh, Dorothy's up in the tornado and her neighbor lady who stole Toto goes riding by and turns into a witch. I found that so frightening. So my parents would sort of alert me that it was coming and I would go away for a couple minutes and then it would, you know, then they'd say it's over and you could come back so that I missed that piece. Cause there was something about, you know, this, this person that you're looking at and they, transform into into this you know witch this whole this this character that's supposed to be so horrible and i say it's a book and a movie because somewhere in my childhood before the age of 10 i started reading the series of books the wizard of oz it was um, a series there's many many books so l frank Baum wrote several of the series and then i believe after he died uh the series continued with some different authors and I'm not sure I'm not sure that I continued after that but I read many of them and I have such a memory of sitting on the sofa in our living room with these big hardcover um you know tomes of the Wizard of Oz and just Mm -hmm. reading through them and wanting to hear like what happens next and what happens next and I don't necessarily remember any parts of the story other than what was shown in the movie, but I just was fascinated by the the concept and fascinated that there were more pieces of the story. 
right? It wasn't yes, just- it wasn't just yeah. what we see in the classic movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was probably a whole lot more meaning behind the transformation that they have that the each of the individuals has in Oz. And yeah, it's there's yeah, you could there's probably a whole semesters on decoding. Yeah, oh yes, yes. Yeah. And I actually went back one time as an adult to to think which are the books that I read in addition to The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And there are so many of them now and I I couldn't I didn't remember specifically other than the, you know, the one that became the book, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, I mean, it became the movie. I don't remember, but I know it was a few of them. I read a few in the series. So, um, and I think, you know, the other thing is what that was exciting to me was discovering an author who had a series of books that yeah. you could find these characters that you love and then learn you know, you, you you go into their world and then you learn more and you can go into a different part of their world. Yeah. Um, so I've, I just found that fascinating from kind of every angle. Yeah. From yeah. a cre- from a child's curiosity about it too. But you, again, you've got me thinking that there's probably so much more interpretation to it than. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> the weird, the practical, all of it. Yeah. So how about you? Um, well, I've been thinking about it and there's various reasons why I remember it. Um, I, growing up, my brothers and I all went to a parochial grade school and I remember, and again, I wonder how much of this, I think it happened this way, but they, they, we walked to the next town and I grew up out, out in a suburb of New York city. So it wasn't like it was small to go to the movie theater mm-hmm. that was showing a movie. It was about, it was St. Bernadette. She was the one who had a vi- in Lords. Um, and oh, yeah. she had a vision of, of Mary of the blessed mother in at Lords, and what made me think of it and what what sticks with me is the fact that I was probably in about third grade I think but they marched the whole school through neighborhoods the next neighborhood over rather than getting a bus and getting <laughs> and I I've just that's the part where I wonder did I get am I remembering this wrong and it's like no because I knew it might it was the neighborhood my grandmother lived near and the fact that I mean it had to be a couple of miles and for a big city and it, it was just I don't think I've articulated it before and my brothers would wouldn't have remembered because they were too young to do it but so we watched the movie and I guess we walked back to school um but I know that when I've seen stories in the news or something about that to this day it kind of um brings me back to that time of the the oddity of marching a bunch of first through sixth graders through the neighborhoods um but also the 
the step that the school took to try to reinforce some of the teachings that they had, I guess, in, mm -hmm. in doing this. I'm sure to a lot of people, this just sounds like crazy people, <laughs> what they did. No, I, but it was, my first, my first thought was, you know, movies a couple hours long. That's probably yeah. longer than most of the regular classes. So rather yes. than do your PE class, well, that there's day, that too. They just had we you walk there to, and back. Right. We we all yes, exactly. They got a couple <laughs> of things done with one one fell swoop. And that exactly. So, Let's give them some spiritual exercise and some physical exercise. Right. Right. But like I said, if I see a news article or anything about lords and things like that, it just brings me right back to oh, that. Wow. And I remember the movie and I remember, you know, just the um, just the event around it. That's really yeah. what it is, the event that was made around it. So yeah. they probably wouldn't get away with it today. <laughs> just, you know. But um, but yeah, they, would, so, they would require a lot more chaperones and a teachers. lot more uh, <laughs> permission and chaperones and stuff like that. So anyway, so yeah, from a young age. So that's the one from a young age that has stuck with me. So oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. All right. So now you so, get to pick one. Okay. Um, let's see. I have to do 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 do. This isn't fair because I'm looking at them, right? I know. Pick she's them, picking so. one. She's looking everybody to try I'm to find the looking. good one that she knows the answers yeah. to. <laughs> That's well, no, you, I wouldn't do that to you. I know. Um. So, oh, okay. So here's one, and it kind of goes on the adventure scene. Okay. It can continue that. What are two places you want to go to before you die? Ooh. So you. You answer this one first. Yeah. Um, I would probably like to do a, a few more trips. Like I've described um, my visit to the Caribbean to do, to see humpback whales. I've always been interested in marine life. I've never, I've studied it a little in school, but nothing, but I've always volunteered for organizations that mm -hmm. focus on marine life. I've paid lots of money to go to crazy places to see them. Um, so I, and here's the tie into it. I do look at what changed since I stopped doing those trips. Mm -hmm. Why am I not doing them anymore? And I've always um, kind of blamed it on my now adult nieces and nephews, because as they were being born and the family was expanding, I would fly to, to spend time with them. But that's, that's, they're old enough to that go no um but but adventure travel of picking an adventure and doing that now i do do some of those things with a group of friends um we're going on cruises in europe um and things like that but are there specific places that you want to go oh my gosh i mean there's i you know, I've been to Mexico, I've been to the Caribbean, I've been to Canadian waters. So anywhere where there's a big body of water and you can go see these, these things. I haven't done um, like the Pacific enough, like going to Hawaii okay. or Alaska mm -hmm. when um, the humpbacks in the Pacific are migrating. Mm -hmm. um, and I, so this is really good because I hadn't really thought it through a lot but that's I spent a lot of time and I'm also very 
content. Um, and I've done a, most of them without uh, on my own because mm -hmm. I never know. I don't know what I'm, what situation I'm winding up with. And my right. feeling was, it's like, I don't want to be responsible if somebody else is going to be miserable doing this. Um, exactly. So anyway, so I think those, are, I'd like to break um, the, uh, the why I didn't, and just do, just do it, go back to those. Um, yeah. Because, and there are a lot of them, a lot of options to choose. So that's what I would like to do is get back on the water again and see um, and check off my list of other um, marine mammal species to, okay. to explore. How about you? Can that you that ask for, it said what it, it asked for, oh, two places. No, well, there's two in that. There's, it's, there's a list. It's, yes. it's a lot more to do. Yes. So, but can you repeat the question? So I, I know how to answer. Yes. Yeah. So what two places, what are two places you want to go, go to, want to go before you die? Okay. Well, if you know me, you know that I have a really, really long life list of places that I want to go to. So <laughs> The so one place I want to go to is all of the places on my life list. Mm -hmm. And then place number two is any other place that's not on I my think, list. Right, right. But, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking one of the things I've always thought would be amazing is to do a complete transit of the Panama Canal. Oh, yeah. Now, I think there will be parts of that that are not particularly interesting but I think it's just such an amazing feat of engineering that mm -hmm. I want to go, I want to go through it. I was in, I did a river cruise in Russia and we went through Ooh. several locks and yes. my, I was so excited to go through the locks. I just, that was many things about that trip were exciting, but the, I just thought, oh, we're going to be going through these locks and, and some of them are going up and some of them are going down and this is going to be so amazing. And in some ways, it is not even remotely exciting to go through a lock. I mean, it just really isn't. Um, it's an amazing feat of engineering. It's mm -hmm. an amazing feat of, you know, humans over nature. But it, a little bit after the first or second one, I thought, oh, okay, well, yes. So I feel like there'll be parts of being in the in the locks, for example, and that may not be inherently exciting, but... I'm also one of those people who loves big engineering marvels. Yeah. And so just from that perspective, so I'd love to do that. And gosh, of all of the things, I'm trying to think, you know, another one, I'm going to say that I would love to visit China. Hmm. Now, China's huge. So there are all sorts of, you know, different, that means different things depending on where you go. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I would love to do a trip where I get to see some of the highlights that we've heard about the warriors and the, and the great wall of China and Beijing and love to, you know, sp spend time in some smaller villages and see what it's like for people to live there. Um, it just, it's always been, I, I want to say a black box, but that, that isn't really true, but it's always been a little mystery to me of what is yeah. life in China like. And I think yeah. it would be amazing to 
go and get at least a little bit of a taste of it. And then to see some of these monuments and places that, you know, that at least I have seen so many times in mm-hmm. pictures and films, mm-hmm. but there's something so different when you're standing there and like, this is the thing I've seen on the news and now my feet are on the ground. In yes. Yes. Yeah. That I, is, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I felt that way on this, on this river cruise in Russia when we were in red square in Moscow, because that was something that has always loomed large in my imagination and certainly, you know, interesting American Soviet relations when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So it was this simultaneously scary and kind of exciting. And then to realize my feet are on the ground and I'm looking at these things, you know, in, in real life in three dimensions right in front of me. And it was, I don't know, it was just so amazing. And I, and it really hammered home the value of travel. Yeah. Yeah. As a way to learn and experience the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have, um, you're reminding me of a financial services company I worked for a long time ago was doing programs, uh, training programs in Greece. And I worked for the department that administered them. So I got to, they sent me, I got on a plane and went to Athens to support the local office there in this training management training program. And what, what made me think of it is when you were talking about having your feet on the ground of something that you have seen pictures of, or you have read about and studied and um, you know, the Acropolis and things like that. And realizing that that has been there for eons and eons and eons and with the history that has been seen here I couldn't even comprehend it um that yeah it it really it's very humbling and it's very it's something that makes you appreciate so much that's happened in the world but it is very humbling and overwhelming at the same time yes and you know you talked about the history and Mm -hmm. You know, and I i was just talking about the value of travel for, for education. And um, I know that not everybody can afford to travel. So yeah. I just want to throw that out there that I know, and Terry, I know that you yeah. are very grateful for the opportunities that you have had as am I. And um, it isn't the only way to learn about the world, but it is if, if it's something you can swing, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. And I remember that feeling of history. I I'm sometimes quite awed by a place, but I don't necessarily feel the history. I mean, I did in Red Square for sure, mm. but you know, sometimes you're in a place that's old and you think, okay, this is interesting and I'm learning a lot, but you, I don't necessarily feel it. Yeah. One yeah. time when I really felt it was I was standing in the room in a small village in France where Vincent van Gogh died. Wow. And he died, I believe, you can have the fact checkers, I believe he was 37 or 38. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever age he was, that was the age I was when I was standing in that room. Wow. 
So it really hit me in a way that it never had before of just the weight of that history and the amazing story of who he was to basically have ended, you know, at that moment in my life. Right, right. And, and connecting, thinking about where you were at your life, a young person exploring, (laughs) learn, you know, seeing things and um, yeah. And it, it almost puts you on a, a peer level, knowing the, the bit of the history and the age of these famous individuals that we, we just read about, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what's so amazing about, as you were saying, you know, and we we're both talking about having your feet on the ground in this place yes. that, you know, you've read about in the history books or uh-huh. you know, seen documentaries about. And um, there's nothing like it if, if it's something you can do. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the questions that we've had right. for this conversation, for this episode. Right. I, I these are really nice, uh, nice. These are always very interesting to do. And I like, I, I hope know. our listeners I know. also find that it prompts, I'm sure that if they could have all jumped in and said and added to it, that they had similar sit, um, stories and situations. Yes. Yeah, and I know basically you guys were just listening to us learn each learn about each other, and for mm-hmm. our friends and listeners, you've learned a little bit about us, and we hope that you will, you know, look up these questions. We'll put a link in the show notes, and you know, consider sprinkling them in with a friend, you know, over coffee or where you're going for your walk or when you're on the plane going on your next um, exactly. vacation. <laughs> Just, you know, if you run out of things to say, these are some good kind of questions to get those conversations going and to learn about each other. Yep, certainly are. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Bye.